is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground Well, good evening. It's a Wednesday night, and that means it's podcast night. It's too rare in this town, you're out of luck And the reason that you had to care, the traffic is stuck Yes, it's time for... Uh, I can't believe it. Football, by the hell. Well, you heard the man. It's time for football. Bloody hell. The traffic is stuck. And you're not moving anywhere. You thought you found a friend. To take you out of this place. Someone you can lend. The gang are all here. We're here to discuss all the latest football topics. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Football Bloody Hell. And tonight's star guest is no less... And Mr. Ricky Hyatt from Monkey Business. Oh, a promotion, thank you very much. Well, I knew you were a little bit upset because you'd been dragged in because somebody didn't get dragged in. So uh, I thought, well, why not? You know, star I guest. Was wondering, I was wondering who you were going to address as the star guest out of the out of all of us. <laughs> well, it was only just to keep him sweet, you know, because uh, we need him. <laughs> we need him. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyway, uh, enough of all this chit-chat. Uh, our other guests are, of course, Hilda Pryor. Hello, Hilda. Good to be here, mate. What will you do with that Sherlock Holmes-type pipe hanging out of your mouth just now? So this this helps me get all the um, all the key topics covered. It helps helps my mind to uh, to discuss the last day of the season. Is that right? Well, that's that is, in in the words of Derek and Clive, staggering. So you can actually say to me, you can put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, that's a good shout. We can do that, can't we, actually? And, of course, ex-Yovaltown, mastermind, middle of the defence, blocking everything, headed everything away all those years ago, Paul Thorpe. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, everyone, and good evening, listeners. Good to have you back. You've been been doing the old DIY bit, haven't you? Have they got in touch from the BBC yeah. yet for DIY SOS or not? Well, I'm surprised I've not had the call, but uh, yeah, all going to plan, all going well, and uh, uh, build myself a cupboard yesterday and dry lined a few walls. So it was a very yeah. exciting. Oh, we got the electric on as well, so even better. Oh yeah, right. and, and and have the new recipients moved into the said property yet? Uh, they're back in. They're back in there, yeah, and uh, very excited. Uh, and we're probably about, hopefully, two weeks away from completion. Oh, jolly good. Well, at least we'll have you back then, won't we? Which is just as well because we've got a lot to fill in when the football suddenly stops. So uh, you're uh, your wise counsel, as they say. So uh, you know when we start talking about Euro 2021, which is very close, as you both three of you know. Champion Euro of the beer aid. Hmm? They've not changed the name of it, Adrian. 21, isn't it? So it is officially Euro 2020, purely yeah. on the basis that they didn't want to change all the merchandise that they've already sold. Ah. So, um, 
there, there had to be <laughs> some sort of a, a commercial uh, greed aspect attached to it then and that's obviously what it is absolutely well i've got all sorts of things on the old agenda here quite a lot was to do with bath city but since unfortunately jerry gill couldn't join us today because he's got called into a board meeting I trust he'll still be manager of Bath City at the end of the board meeting. <laughs> but uh, he's going to come on, on the show next week, so we'll better find out from him then. But much as it hurts to say this, but I suppose, I suppose we'll have to start with the champions of the Premier League. It's going to hurt, isn't it, Rick? Sorry, you dropped out then, Adrian. Didn't, I didn't uh, quite catch it. I said we're going to have to start with the champions of the premier league you heard me See, i can't, I can't work out whether rick was actually playing with you then or not i, can't oh, I think he tell. was looking at the look <laughs> on his face so uh, nah, I, I don't register those words no quite well I, I do tend to agree with you really but um that's nah, painful but they were the best team in the premier league last season there's no denying it so yeah rightful winners of it did you did anybody see the actual um interview after the game because i thought it was a phenomenal interview because you know, the, the emotion that he showed uh, about... Uh, Is that with Pep? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was quite incredible that um, after all I said about him, uh, that he you know, irreplaceable, uh, he used those words. So if he's irreplaceable, you know, maybe there was one more season left in him or, or where's he going and uh, what's he doing? Is there other plans? And I thought it was quite amazing uh, but showed... Showed the real heartfelt um, passion that he had for his players, and you know, and uh, how deep he gets into it. Did he actually listening to that interview? Because I was, I couldn't be in the same room. I was pottering around, and it was on. But did he drop an f bomb halfway through that? Yes, he did. No, I, I thought, thought I heard he that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you hear that? Mm. Well, that's... Moving on. How frightfully unprofessional! Yes, that was the F word, frightfully. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But no, that is, uh, that is, yeah, interesting. Interesting. I mean, he showed, he showed, didn't he, coming off the bench that uh, he still definitely got it. There's no, there's no doubt about it. But like Paul's touching on, there must have been a discussion about how much uh, football he's possibly going to get next season. You know, maybe behind the scenes, we don't know if there's contact has already been made with someone like Harry Kane, Erling Haaland, somebody like that. And I guess from Aguero's point of view, um, you want to go out on a high, possibly, you know, I know we don't really want to see it happen, but possibly win the Champions League. And that will be the perfect ending for him, won't it? No, I think without any question, Chelsea are going to win the, the Champions League. So uh, don't... Tommy don't... Tickle, he'll sort it. Tommy Tuckle. Tommy yeah. Tuckle, he's going to do it again. Yeah, I quite agree. He'll do is, it. Though, there's also an argument to say that actually, give him another contract, and with you imagine like all the youngsters feed somebody like that, make him a coach, keep him at the club, you know, and then if he does only play fifty percent of the games all season, but still scores twenty goals, and then you get another striker, and all the coaching that he could give those strikers. You know, like Haaland or whoever they get. You know, I, I for me as a club, especially because they're the, one of the clubs in the world. You know, there would be no need to get rid of him, would there? Because why would you not want somebody to coach your players with the, all the knowledge that he's got and the ability that he's got 
to be able to show future generations of possibly Man City f- footballers. But don't you think it's just it's a matter of respect for Aguero and what he's done? I mean, he's still a competent, oh. well, he's still a world class player, and while he is, he's it's easier for him to get a move while he's still useful to somebody, and they will get two years out of him rather than yeah. wither at, at City and gradually sort of fade away. Well, yeah, where do you think he'll go, Barcelona? Well, get a bastard, well, Pep more or less said that, didn't he, in his interview? I could see that as well. The fact that Barcelona have got money troubles and they've got somebody. Yes, of course, he's going to have a big, you know, a big wage, but they'll probably be able to cover the wages okay. And if they could get somebody like that uh, through the door on a free transfer, then happy days. I guess the only thing from Aguero is that his injuries have caught up with him a lot in the past 18 months, two years. And that might have something to do with the decision also in in letting him go. Um, So it'll be interesting to see if, you know, you can get a run of games out of him because if you sort of compare him to Cavani, I think he's a year younger, a year younger than Cavani, I think. So, you know, it's still... Yeah, yeah, for sure. But But, it it was interesting yesterday, I was discussing the said subjects with my... uh, my two offsprings who are obviously red through and through like I am. <laughs> and um, one of them said, well, yeah, but if City buy um, Harry Kane or Haaland, then nobody's going to be able to catch them. Well, the point is they've just lost a player who can score 30 odd goals a season, maybe, maybe on the wane. And that's why they've blown him out. But nonetheless, he was scoring th- around 30. I think I'm right in saying so. If they get one in, is he going to do more than 30? I don't know. Haaland, maybe. But but what I'm getting at is it doesn't make City that much better than they are already. It's just a question of changing personnel. I, get, you... I, get, I, do, I do get that to a certain extent. Um, because, I mean, you know, he was scoring how many goals for Tottenham and they were still... Where do they finish? Yeah. Seventh? Eight or whatever, but obviously, City's in the biggest, glorious, the glorious uh, new competition, absolutely. Which I'm sure that AD is going to tell us about how that inaugural competition is going to work. Uh, the, uh, the UEFA uh, Europa Conference League, or whatever it's called. I, I don't know quite why you should suddenly think that I'm going to be an authority on the Europa, uh, what's it called? Uh, UEFA Conference, uh, is yeah. it? Yeah, I, I don't quite know quite because why you, you think that. Because being the head of this fine establishment, you would have researched it, surely. Uh, well, yes, I would have done under normal circumstances, but, you know, my tea had to be prepared, in which I was actively involved. So, of course, one has to think of those sort of things first in terms of priorities. So, um, is, is the, um, the Europa Conference, is it sponsored by Vauxhall? Because that would be cool. It would be, the Europa Vauxhall Conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it would, would actually, wouldn't it? It's good shout. Give it a couple of years, they'll definitely be a sponsor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good shout, that, though, actually. It is a good shout. With, with, the, with the City thing, signing, if they sign either Harry Kane or Haaland, they've made such a big... There's been such a fuss made of Pep's tactical genius this year, playing with a false nine, playing without an actual nine, and then to change that system and base it around having a genuine number nine in it, why would he do that? He's got a system that works. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, realistically, are we saying that Kane... And if we take into if we take it in, onto the account that he won't go abroad, for argument's sake, 
are we saying that it would only really be the Manchester clubs that would probably be a destination? Possibly Chelsea, but that would be it. Well, it's all about wages as much as as much as the transfer fee, isn't it? You yeah, know. of course. Um, and there aren't but many if you clubs. Know, if you're not know able to do it, it's got to be a player plus thing. You're not going yeah. to blow the transfer budget on one one signing when there are other areas in the team that absolutely need rebuilding anyway. Who are we talking about now? United. Oh God, there's a list. Well, and Tony Marshall has got to be the, the the obvious one that to offer. Yeah. The Spurs were interested in him before. Lingard yeah. as well, maybe. Well, he's pivotal. He's pivotal. He's pivotal to my uh, <laughs> signing Declan Rice strategy. Ah, okay. I've I've already sorted it, that. <laughs> there, there is a critical. Like you've just mentioned, a player there that that uh, I think is critical for moving to a big club. Declan Rice. I think that there is a signing that that could be pivotal to any success of any type. I definitely 100% would want him at, uh, at Liverpool because Henderson's not getting any younger. Genie's gone. Yeah, he's got that energy, that vibrancy. You know, so for me, Liverpool, that should be one huge target to uh, say, look, we want to win the league again. It puts a real stamp on that. It's good money. It's a good signing. Um, have Divock right Origi. Yeah, but he's got the right, menta- right mentality, isn't he? You know, and 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 Liverpool uh, didn't buy really much last year. You know, it's not really bedded itself in. Hopefully, they they bed themselves in this year. You know, so you know, there's a few players that they can bring some money in, and that would be for me. Uh, 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 that is for me possibly even a bigger signing than the Harry Kane one. But of course, I've got a note on here. One of one of the things we were going to I was going to bring up was that if you look at uh, Harry Kane's goals. He's got more goals with Hu Ming Song, I think, I think that's his full name, than yeah, he has yeah. with anybody else. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So we're saying the answer if you're not is buying, then you've got to if, bring him as well. Well, no, what I'm saying is, does that mean that Harry Kane's ratio of goals is going to go down drastically without Son? Uh, I think when you're putting in, I mean, the amount of chances that Man City, if he does go to Man City, um, any big club, uh, uh, you know, that create, then I, 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 don't, I don't really see that. I mean, we've said this before, you know, we, uh, how good Harry Kane is. I mean, a song, realistically, is, is just, I think he's just as good, but as, as a partner, possibly even better. Well, possibly, but what I'm, you know, I, I don't know, between the two of them, does anybody know how many goals they've scored between the two of them? Been interesting. Well, it's got most of them. The, well, yeah, Kane's got, got 23, isn't he? I think because he won the golden boot. Um, yeah, did Son get Son finish on 17? The, he was like the fourth highest scorer in the Premier League. Harry Kane was the first highest in the in the Premier League, and Spurs finished where? <laughs> Seventh. Yeah. Yeah, but it goes to show that they're not scoring goals out from elsewhere in the team, so they're mid. A midfielder either too deep or not hitting the box enough. You know, um, they, they possibly, like the Jose Mourinho side, quite defensive and then counter-attacked so that maybe those <clears throat> those mid- advancing midfield players are not in the right place. Playing with a number 10 obviously helps, doesn't it? Um, you know, I, I, I think that the, there's, the, there's the big job, realistically. I mean, 
I know the chairman doesn't like spending money, but if he ever does want to do anything properly, he's got to spend some serious dough at that club. Well, that's that's and the way he could justify doing that, is if he sold Kane and he'd have a transfer budget then. The same as they did absolutely. years back with Gareth Bell. Yeah. And brought three or four players in on the back of that. I mean, that's he doesn't like spending money, does he, Levy? So that would be one way out of it. The amount, the amount of top game time Bale's had to the amount of goal ratio that he's actually scored, I mean, I've got to say, he's, it's phenomenal because he's hardly had any game time, really. And um, why why actually sign him if you're not going to play him, for one? Um, and even Mason didn't really play him, but he comes on and, and, and seems to be the creating. Or, I mean, if you look at his stats, creativity-wise for other goals and also scoring goals, I think it's probably right there with the best. Hmm. Are we all convinced? Man. Are we all convinced he is going to go? Who? Kane. Kane. Yeah. Yeah. The I trouble is, so. once you say publicly that you want to, it's very difficult to backtrack on that with your own supporters. So now he's he's gone that far down the road. You'd imagine that he'd have to almost. Yeah, and then all these, yeah. all these cracks he was doing. With, did you see the interview with Gary Neville that he did out on the golf? Course? I've not seen it, but I'm, I'm aware of it. Oh, yeah, he was pretty. Uh, pretty equivocal on there that you know he didn't actually say it in so many words it, but no, he didn't it suggests need to that, it suggests that possibly an agent or something has said to him look you need to start putting the feelers out now or whatever because obviously it's going to be a you've got a shorter window I don't mean an actual shorter transfer window but I mean because of the Euros you're going to be tied up for quite a lot of time depending on how you know well England do and um, so you either got to try and sort something out quickly before the Euros, which is probably unlikely, or try and get something done really late after the Euros. So you'll probably see a lot of transfer activity going quite late this year, I would have thought. Imagine if old uh, Mino Royola, or whatever his flipping name is, was a- was Harry Kane's agent. Oh, my God. I wonder yeah, I'm how not much sure who Harry asking. Kane's agent is, to be honest. No, but... I'm not either, but I don't think it's him. No. Um, I'm assuming... Aid Rick, if um, if you're offered Harry Kane and you feel the price is right, no brainer. Uh, well, you don't turn down that sort of return, do you? Really, he's proven goal scorer in the Premier League. You'd have to. You'd be silly not silly not to. Yeah, my only, not my only fear player, is is if we got him and, and like Rick, I mean, I agree with him. You can't really afford to turn down a, a almost guaranteed twenty odd goals a season, but yeah. Um, I, I also feel that Mason Greenwood is going to be one hell of a player and uh, you know if he doesn't get many games is it going to s- immediately stop him dead in his in his progress yeah um, I don't know so you know there, there are downsides but we'd get rid of Martial I would hope because I think he's he's he might have had one season where he wasn't bad, but he's hardly set the world on fire, has he, Rick, really? Too inconsistent. One good game this season. <laughs> yeah. One good game City, and that was it. The rest yeah. of it, anonymous. Yeah. I guess how I would compare it would be when I don't think you were really struggling to score goals when Alex Ferguson wanted to bring in Van Persie, and then that season he was absolutely amazing for you, and yeah. then you won the league by a canter. So I get what you're saying, Eddie, about... You know, if you've already got people scoring, you know, a high amount of goals, does it really matter who's scoring those goals? And if you get a few more, um, it might not necessarily lift you uh, 
that couple of places depending on if you've still got you know midfield issues or defensive issues or whatever with with a goal score like that it's sort of it's a it's a double-edged sword really because do you put all your eggs in that one guy's yeah scores all your goals or do you score an equivalent and you share them around in which case you're in a good scenario because everybody's chipping in and it's it's harder to close down i don't know it's difficult but you're getting the playmaker as well aren't you in kane because he was didn't he get the highest amount of assists as well you got the highest amount of assists as well which i think was about 14 which is for your striker is pretty damn impressive I think he needed to add that to his game become the all-round player because I think I've been quite critical of him in the past and I actually think this year he's he's had a phenomenal season and you just can't step back and just say well look you know he's got flaws in his game because whatever flaws he had with the assist that he's had um, it's been nothing but magnificent for that football club and um, you know the, the frailties of being elsewhere in the in the squad isn't it like the defensive, oh, defensive nothing but shocking you know, but as a, as a as a Manchester United fan, um, and certainly as a as a Liverpool fan, you know, if you added if you added Kane and Royce and a central defender, tasty, very tasty. You're, you're all of a sudden going, yeah, you really have got to be. That's the type of thing you need to do to stay in touch with with Man City because that's what they're going to be looking to do. They're going to be looking to bring somebody in. If United were to sign Rice, in effect, that frees up another player because you don't have to have the McFred double pivot. McFred <laughs> Tomney playing there. You've got one player that can do the job that the two of them are doing. Yeah. And that frees up McTominay, who is actually a decent box-to-box midfielder. He's not yeah. a defensive midfielder. He's He's got more to his game than that. So and, and that, energy, that, that box-to-box energy is something that, that we used to have years ago. It seemed to be lost in football um, for a few years, but I, I, he's, definitely gonna, he's definitely the man to bring it he's, back. He's, he's got a touch of Brian Robson about him, I think, that boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, just, he's, I, I totally agree. I just think he needs to add more goals. He needs to be more selfish. and uh, Which he'll get and, if he plays further up, because you take that yeah. defensive responsibility away from him. Yeah, he's shown the goals he scored when he has scored them. He's a, he's a, he's a good finisher. He can certainly strike a ball. Absolutely. But, but go back to Harry Kane a minute. There's a couple of sort of ifs and buts. One is uh, injuries. He seems mm. every year to get a bad injury. But is that they're not actually? You look at the stats, and he doesn't miss that many games. It's just because it's Harry Kane, and it's very high profile. It's all his but he does, well, he does miss games. And the other thing is, he's 28, 29, 28? 28 now. 28 now. If you have to pay that sort of money, you're, you're, you're going to hope that you can get, what, three years out of him? Well, there's no sell-on, is there? So no, that is the problem. You, you know, you've got to write off 100 and whatever million, if it gets to that sort of level, with, with no sell-on or not potentially no sell-on at all. So those two things are going to make people think. That's why I think Liverpool are not really being talked about with regard to Kane because they never spend that sort of money. They they haven't got it. They, you know. Can I put a little bit of context on that? So we saw them saying 100 million deal, right? Okay, so 100 million deal. Um, you'll probably end up globally getting 50 million of that back in, in shirt sales. <laughs> All right, so it really only cost you fifty million. Um, you know, it, it, it is uh, competitions, winning competitions. If they do win competitions, they'll get money back on that. You know, it, it's it's really not as bad nowadays as as bad because you know you go 
you take them on an Asian tour and whatnot before the start of the season, I guarantee you there's probably 30 million they're going to draw back straight away. TV to rights in, don't to put it in over context, Thorpe, United signed Fred for 53 million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you did the and math. To be fair, yeah. how much are they going to get back from Fred? Not a lot. Million? So actually, Kane is probably a better boy um, for you. Well, it's, no. it's like when um, David Beckham went to Real Madrid, wasn't it? That was the first one where people really said it was the shirt sales that helped finance that deal. Well, they, they, they'd recoup the money by the end of the pre-season tour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. AD, I actually think it's safer, in a way, to maybe pay up the money for someone who's 28 in the such as when you're when you've got somebody who's 21 22 you're paying the premium for potential and you just don't know if that potential is gonna flourish on someone regardless of how good they are and when you've got mason greenwood in the squad already i mean he's going back to united going to united but if you were to do that which is why harland wouldn't be such a i've I've always preferred the, the possibility of signing harland but thinking about it if you've got mason greenwood who's potentially an outstanding player. And you've got, like you're saying, the, the finished article in Kane at the moment. Yeah. That's, that That seems like a... a I'm talking myself into this now. Sorry, the one thing that they would excite me that as, as a Manchester United fan, and I wouldn't want to see it personally as a, as a Liverpool fan, because it, that, that little big guy, small guy, you've got the sharpness of, of Greenwood, but you've also got the... The the, the, the the pace, area ability and hold up play of Haaland, that's frightening. That's oh. frightening. As as I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to see I wouldn't want to see that because that's gotta be to defend that is is gonna be two great finishes. Yeah. You know, um Haaland's good in the air, he's his mobility's good. He seems to have a lot more maturity for a young man than I've seen in any youngster before. And, and globally, he could be absolutely massive. And Manchester United needs success, and they've not had it. You know, success now is is winning the league, winning the Champions League. Which is why I think Thorpe is that Kane would be a better fit for them at well, the moment because I think you, I think it's dangerous to have a team full of youngsters and potential. I don't want to quote what. Um, Alan Hansen Alan said but I mean you want to have that potential around some finished articles at your club already I think rather than have all that potential because you well, know you're looking at three four years down the line where you're looking for to kind of like recoup that you money get so, there, do you, when you're in that situation yeah always, exactly so looking. I don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens after all of this chat he'll probably stay where he is <laughs> Well, oh, that, yeah. that wouldn't surprise me because he's got two years left. Is it two or three years left on yeah, his contract? Three years, doesn't he? Yeah. I yeah. Think so I mean that that's got to be in the equation. It might it might be the sort of outsider of the of the three options. But we've seen uh, it before with Rooney, though, haven't we? He mm, said yeah. once, twice, yeah. didn't he, that he was it was going to happen, or he fell out with Fergie, and then they sort of kissed and made up, and then it was. I think going back to sort of what Rick says as well, I know that there's been murmurs of him leaving, but the fact that it's Harry Kane and the amount of love that Spurs fans have for him, I think if he ended up staying and doing a bit of a U-turn, I think after a couple of games and scoring goals again, I think that would probably all be... Uh, if you dress it up and well. say, oh, I thought I wanted to move, but my heart said I couldn't leave. Yeah, they get they get their new manager in, suddenly there's a new project. 
at Spurs. Yeah. And of course, just to throw another name into the into the equation, I keep hearing. Do you throw names into equations, Adrian? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I keep hearing a, uh, a name being mentioned quite quite often now. It started off as just a trickle, but it's a little bit more regular now. Is Ronaldo? Um, and yeah. you know, I mean, United could get him on your your, sell, your shirt sales theory. That that's going to be phenomenal. He scores goals. He's fit as a flea. Um, yeah, you know, he might be a bit older, but my God, he's a player. I guess if you were to, if it was to happen, Aid, it would be all based on what do you want him? What do United realistically want to achieve in the next 12 months? Because you could then go all out to get Ronaldo, but say, for argument's sake, uh, he has a decent season, decent return, um, pay high wages on him because you're not going to pay much of a transfer fee, but then you finish, I don't know, third and you get to a couple of semi-finals or, I mean, is that, do you see what I mean? Is that, I feel like if you brought Ronaldo in, all in. you'd have to be seen to get maximum reward off the back of bringing him back so i think it's a gamble in that respect you'd have to win one of the big two yeah i think would you disagree no but i mean you know if you had a a strike force of rashford ronaldo cavani and greenwood that's still not bad compared to. Oh some, no! I mean, don't get know. me wrong; it's still tasty. But I mean, if he was to only join for twelve months, eh, and then went back to Portugal, retired or whatever, and then you might be looking over at City and you had a chance to buy Kane, but you went for Ronaldo just for that welcome return and one one year of hopefully finding that glory, and then you do finish third, and then you might get that kind of envious sort of maybe we made the wrong choice here. Yeah, I don't could. know. The proof would be in the in the in the pudding at the end, and the pudding in this case is the Premier League trophy. Well, talking of the yes. Premier League trophy, that's one particular trophy that you and your Liverpool boys are not going to hang on to this year. But <laughs> I suppose we've got a. Uh, it's difficult to do this. It really hurts. But I suppose one's got to say, well, they did do quite well towards the end of the season to finish up in third place. Well, I think our run was ridiculous, wasn't it? In terms of, I think we only dropped a couple of points in the last ten games or something. Thought was it? Last last ten games, we're top of the tree, you know. And um, I actually think we've had a very poor season. The fact that we've had a really poor season, the fact that we've had really bad injuries to key players. Um, yeah, no one's mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think we ain't done too bad, really. But even though we are twenty something odd points behind, but it's um. Yeah, it's a massive turnaround, but to become third in a poor season, I think that that just goes to show how far we really have come, really. Um, but I, I think you know. equally to add to that, you've lost, uh, what's his name again? Gigi? Genie Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum, that's it. Uh, yeah. You've lost him. There seems to be a lot of rumours about Mo Salah maybe going elsewhere, so you could end up losing him. Um, Bobby Firmina, well... Again, rumours that he might be moving on. Um, Mane, well, he had a strop on with with Cloppy Baby, didn't he? Coming off the pitch against one of the games just recently. Yeah, I get you what could you're suddenly saying, find you're getting quite a few of your players leaving. Once, I think that would it just couldn't happen if they got rid of all of their front three. But that, that, but that would generate two hundred and fifty million. 
You reckon, do you? Potentially. Potentially. Yeah, then we all blow it on Kane, yeah. yeah. Two hundred, uh, at least two hundred million, you know, and all of a sudden, look at the players you could actually get. You know, you could you could go and get a Haaland. You could go and get, you know, uh, some bit. You could go and get, you know, uh, Rice for the midfield. You know, and there's some big players there, like you know, you know, we've got the best right back in in the country. We've got the best centre half in the country. We need to put somebody alongside him. But I got to say, Phillips has got to be knocking on the door of um, of, of, of Player of the Year this year. And if they're all fit, he may not even start next year. But if he then put, you know, uh, 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 got Gomez coming back, we've got possibly, arguably, that one of the one of the better top three left backs in the country. Do you mean Player of the Year at Liverpool, or do you mean Player of the Year across the whole country? <laughs> I, I, was, I was wondering if he was going to expand on that. <laughs> yeah, at Liverpool. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they, they're. Um, Oh, there's been some tremendous performances like you know I think Nathaniel Phillips I mean I was staggered to find out that he was on 3.36 million a year and he had, and if it wasn't for all those injuries he would not have got in the first team which I think is something which is wrong with, with the Premier League football you know these huge contracts for players that won't even get in a first team game but it's right throughout football these contracts are you know, when you look at the the, the um, wages for these clubs, it's the top ones are uh, fifty million plus, and even down below, it's it's twenty, thirty million plus for these 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 squads, and it's quite frightening what these players are on. But then turned out that he's actually done an amazing job. Um, just a point before I forget to mention it too, um, uh, Rick. Or he doesn't need this, but but you, Hilda and Thorpe, just if you really want to improve your football education, uh, Sky documentaries at nine o'clock tonight. The United Way, two hours of of sheer brilliance. So I think it might be worth your while making sure you don't miss that. And, and another thing worth mentioning, Adrian, is of course uh, we are recording this podcast on the King's birthday. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Happy birthday to the king. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you know what? I just suddenly feel like doing a drop kick into Stolpe's chest or something. You know? Is it Elvis' birthday, is it? <laughs> no, the real king. The real king. That's the real king, isn't he? Yeah. No, Did you realise it was Elvis' birthday? Oh, oh it's Kenny Glisha's birthday, is it? I didn't realise that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. He wasn't born, was he? He was manufactured somewhere. <laughs> Um, let's move on a little bit to our old friend VAR because I picked up on a couple of oh, wow. a couple of VARs which I thought were absolutely outrageous. Yeah, let's get ready to get stuck in then. Yeah, off you go. The first one was um, Bournemouth against Arsenal. Bournemouth, not was this, was this not Arsenal. Year? Sorry, who was it they were playing? In the in the playoff, it was Brentford. Oh, Brentford! Brentford. Sorry, Brentford. 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 Yeah, Arsenal Brentford. had a bad season, but let's not relegate them. Yeah, no, no, let's <laughs> some, not relegate. Some of the listeners might not be be very happy with that comment. Um, no, what it was, I've got, I've got, I've got Gritdale. I've got Bournemouth VAR, and I'm sort of the V is quite small, so it looks like Bournemouth VR. Anyway, just to transgress on that one. Um, yeah, well, did you see that one? Um, the. Remind me because of the decisions because they don't have VAR in the championship, do they? Uh, that I don't know, but if they didn't, they should have had yeah. because it was outrageous that the, the free kick. Oh, the handball? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, the handball. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was that, that, you know, absolutely no way could he avoid that. He just couldn't. I, I just can't see how they... Where's Thorpe? Uh, where's Hilda gone? She's gone. You got upset I must have done. Um, and then the other one was the Chelsea one where, as... Uh, how do you pronounce it again? Go on, go on. You can do it. Caesar as a public letter or whatever. Just saying it quickly doesn't make it right. No, no, well, it just there's only for you to highlight it. Don't mock the afflicted. It's all right, I um, think you got away with it. No one noticed. No, no, no. Um, but again, um, his hand touched the defender's, well, I think it was a defender or attacker's face, but you could see it hardly brushed his face. He goes down like the proverbial sack of spuds, as always, and out comes the red card on your bike, boy. I mean, oh, it was shocking. Has Son recovered from his yet? That was that was quite nasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, don't you think so, or do you not agree with me? Well, the problem is he, he did it in an aggressive manner, and there's, there's no way you can. Oh, as, a, as a Bequetta, or whatever his flipping name is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, certainly, as soon as he hit his face, Grealish was going to melt the moment, like most professional footballers at that level do. I don't like it. I don't never will like it. And um, yeah, I just think it is a poor state of play nowadays with this uh, this culture that's in football, where you got to roll around and squirm. I mean, I had one one in one of the playoffs in the lower games. Lad squeal like it asked where like oh he's broken his leg on this one. And he rolled around literally for like ten seconds. That's who was the really- Arsenal Thorpe, Who was the Arsenal player that did that? They caught him on the microphone when there were no crowds in, and he yeah, really fouled on the halfway line. And amazing noise. And was it Lacazette? Quite yeah, I think quite it possibly. was Lacazette. Yeah. yeah. He squirreled around. As soon as he realised he, he's got the book in, then he just sort of sits up there. And I thought, the disgrace. The absolute disgrace. And, and to I try and be unbiased, I thought Van der Beek was a little bit dodgy as well because he... Uh, did he touch him? I don't know. Obviously, yeah, that's uh, funny. Obviously, Mike, Mike <laughs> you're bad to say that. <laughs> well, what, I mean, stone wall, wasn't it, Rick? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know. I, I, Fernandes um, have been on the pitch. We've got two penalties for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm, doing, look, I'm hugely embarrassed when it happens to a Liverpool player because I just don't like it. I think they should be there should be bans coming out now. I just it's something that's got to come out of football. It's just not good. It's just blatantly cheating to get an advantage. And I don't think. Did that's... you see? Did you see the Patrick Bamford in uh, interview last week, which I thought was really refreshing? We might have touched on it last week, Aid. I can't remember. But um, he no, wasn't invited. He went. Uh, <laughs> he went through. It's because your star guest this week. He. Um, <laughs> He went. He went through on goal, and I think he went round the goalkeeper, and the goalkeeper clipped him. But because Bamford stayed on his feet, like no one even bat an eyelid about whether it should actually be a foul. But if he'd actually gone down there, he would have got a pen- penalty, and the goalkeeper might have also been sent off. Well, that's, and, that's the argument for it, isn't it? So he basically came out and was, and he ba- he went up to the referee and said, "Well, I'll dive then." Yeah, you well, that, that's what, that's how they justify it. They say if they don't make it obvious to the referee and the officials by going down, then they don't get things given. So there's. So I, no- there's yeah. no incentive to, to stay on your feet. Exactly. So that's why I think, Thorpe, it's a bit difficult now to kind of... I get what you're saying. And when some of you get these really obvious ones, it's really frustrating. But I do kind of see now... Did you see 
Was it the Vardy one yesterday? Was it one really? of the Vardy ones where I felt like he kind of he kind of made the most of the contact, shall we say, or initiated the contact? Like I didn't really think it was a foul, to be honest, but the way he made it look made it look like a foul. What's his What's his name? The, the Wolves. The Wolves uh, Traore? Yeah, did you see his? Uh, Threw himself to the ground, tried to get a, a penalty, injured himself doing it, and had to be taken off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. <laughs> Talking to Wolves, why did Nino, Nuno, I should say Nino, I was thinking this. Nino, Nino, Nuno Esperto Santo, why Very has nice. he actually left? Does anybody know? Because they were talking well, about it, but you know, he's done a wonderful job, but they never said, well, what, why is he leaving? I actually think there's an outside bet he's going to go to Tottenham. Yeah, but he said he's not. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Wherever he goes, he probably feels that he's reached the end of the, the that particular cycle with that group of players, because yeah, not everyone can do what Fergie did and rebuild three or four different teams. You know, sometimes it's, he's just seen a lot of work needs doing there. Mm. And what's a fresh project, possibly? Well, could be, I suppose. I don't know. But uh... I mean, out of everybody, who do you think is going to take over the, um, uh, you know, the, the the Tottenham job? Because it's a huge, huge job. At that I point. think you might find Thorpe that a name will come up that nobody has really thought of or not aware of. So you might get, I don't know, a team that's doing really well in Spain that have uh, really kind of. Uh, punching above their weight or someone who might be a, quite a young on the continent manager that they might try and bring someone in like that like that because i was thinking about it that this time around there's not a lot of top managers that are out of work at the moment the usual suspects that you would think of to chuck your name into the ring have all got jobs or they've all Max sort of declared their future yeah but again, there's another one that that name's been banded around for the last three years and he doesn't seem to go anywhere. <laughs> All right, then. I'll, ch- I'll chuck one out. Yeah, Gareth Southgate. Ooh, I hadn't even crossed my mind. Oh, there would be one. Well, after the Euros. And then yes. convince Harry Kane to stay. Yeah, i got, yeah. I, got, I got to be honest with you, I do like him as England manager. I'd keep him there. I think he's an international manager, not a club manager. Absolutely. 100%. He didn't pull up any trees at Middlesbrough, really. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Why would you leave that post at the moment when you when you're liked, you're doing With really that, well? I mean, it does depend because you know there. You know, we might finish bottom of our European Championship group, and then everyone feels a little bit differently. So no, that was the Eurovision Song Contest, mate. You got that one wrong. <laughs> yes, yeah, nil point. Yeah, no, Europe loves us. But um, just just moving on because we we've got to finish within time. We keep going over time, which is uh, very unprofessional. Um, I've got down here some of the highlights of the season because it's always a time to refresh and and you know what what, what was your highlight of the season, Hilda? Oh goodness me! Well, it certainly wasn't the Aston Villa away match. I can tell you that for one. Huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, why did I bring that up? I've no idea why I did that. Don't worry, it's <laughs> on my list. It's got, it's got to be, it's got to be. Well, one's not happened yet, and the other one has to be the Allison goal. Oh, of course, yes. That has to be the highlight of my season. The one that hasn't happened yet is the, um, is that Newport County are going to win the playoffs and uh, and go up the division. Well, they hard work for it yesterday. <laughs> I know, but they got through. What a exciting game that was! Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a ding dong match, wasn't it? It was proper ding dong that one. Um, AD, are you talking in terms of my affiliation with Liverpool? Or, no, or no, no, general? just just because uh, I think just, I think that moment highlights. when Tielemans screened in that uh, goal to win the FA Cup for Leicester. I mean, that's got to be up there. Yeah, I would suggest. Yeah, it was a good goal. No question of that. You couldn't you couldn't fault it. Um, but I mean, mine was was uh, I think really it was. Man United nine, Southampton nil. Really, I must admit I did enjoy that one rather. It was uh, quite entertaining. Yeah, when your team scores that many goals and it's just an absolute peppering. I mean, it's a yeah, it is something to enjoy. We hit Crystal Palace for seven, so that that was quite a nice. But of course, uh, Aston Villa hit you for seven. Up. Yes, and of course, yes, unfortunately, Spurs hit us for six. So um, <laughs> it, it kind of what goes around comes around. Mo- that was kind of a microcosm of this season, though, wasn't it? That yeah. you you just had some funny old, funny old results. I think it's kind of leveled out a little bit towards the last couple of months of the season, where the results were a bit more, you know, normal, if you like. Yeah, normality sort of. Yeah. Result. And then another one I was going to mention too, Roy Hodgson. What a gentleman he is, isn't he? I mean, you know, <laughs> he's done a good job there because not a lot of money, not really by by modern day standards. But he's he's kept them up roughly in the middle of the table. They've had some good results along the way, and he's just he comes over to me anyway. And uh, our guest next week, if he turns up, which I'm sure he will, uh, Scott Guyatt. Uh, he'll be in a better position to talk about Roy Hodgson. But he just comes over as a really nice man. Summer. Probably too nice for football. He's done a he's done an abs he's played an absolute blinder doing a Fergie and leaving at just the right time because Crystal Palace are in yeah. proper trouble <laughs> next year. Hmm. They've got pretty much every player's out of contract. He's twelve. Um eight, eight yeah, 12, it's it? it's absolutely ridiculous. Um it's gonna take some rebuilding and I think that could you know that that's that's up there with the Spurs job in terms of how big the job is because you've got to go in there and literally start from scratch. Yeah. Oh, particular Spurs job just occurred to me, Scott Parker. Well, he certainly would. I, I think he's done an amazing job at Fulham, and it's such yeah. a shame he got relegated because they were because they never won one of the first ten games, and then all of a sudden. You know, he just sat there calmly, and he was not far away. He was not far away at all. Somebody's quite... rubbing their microphone. Oh, matron. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it's not me because my hands are far away. Yeah, yeah. I'm hands free. <laughs> Show us your hands, for uh, for Pete. Come on, where are they? <laughs> Excellent radio, that Adrian. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what else have I got on my list here now? Um, yeah, the fans return. We haven't really mentioned that, and that is a. Hey, I want to know my highlight of the season. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we haven't asked you. Yeah, wait, come on. Then. <laughs> special guest. Special guest. Come on, special guest. What's your highlight of the season? No wonder they don't turn up. Yeah, come on then. <laughs> um, mine involved the England goalkeeper and a central defender. Moving swiftly on. Trying to work it out. Who's <laughs> England goalkeeper? Uh, oh, oh! How very oh. dare you! <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Now you had a season, that did. 
AD is referring to the Van Dyke injury. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, yes. Wanting a, a professional footballer to get in is disgraceful. Yes. I don't want him to be injured. I don't want him to... Well, take it as a mark of respect, Thorpey. Mr Pickford. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. But I, I think that's, that is actually probably one of my downs of the season because I just... It's think it was a horrendous challenge, and I think that, yeah, not not to get a a, a red card for and that. And the whole just... VAR decision around it, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but doesn't it doesn't it show you that certain managers who are, you know, thought to be pretty good? I mean, when uh, Mikel Arteta came to Arsenal from Manchester City, they were, oh, you know, he's had Poch as a uh, not uh, Pep as a. Um, a tutor Mental. and he ought to be able to know exactly what to do yet he let Joe Willocks go to Newcastle he scored about eight or nine goals and in a row Newcastle have sort of flown near the end what's going to happen to him next season I bet Steve Bruce will be saying right okay I want him to stay and Arteta is bound to be getting him back isn't he he's already said that I think mm. yeah I think that he's playing him in that role that he's uh, you know Sometimes you get him back and you don't play him in the same role. You're thinking, why are you not playing him in that same role? You know, he's playing in that number 10 role and he's done an amazing job. Mm. Seven in seven. In seven. That's exactly the same as uh, Alan Shearer, I believe. The ball's in his court now, though, isn't it, Thorpe? That yeah. He can go back to Arsenal and say, look, if you're not going to play me, like I know what I can do now at this level. So if you're not going to pay play me, I want out. But yeah. Arsenal are no closer to having a settled team or style of play or anything than they were when they appointed Arteta. Yeah. I don't think anyway. They, they yeah. I don't really feel they've improved very much no, when you compare they, it to Emery. Really. No. They look like, look like an absolute shambles of the club. It's another big big job, isn't it? Like Again, yep. another, another team that's got to spend at least 100, if not 150 million to even get anywhere close to Yet, it. Strangely, because how the results have panned, that they've they finished eighth, didn't they? But yeah. weren't they only like six or seven points off a Champions League place in the end? Like, I think it was very, very close. Well, Everton were the ones that, that fell out of everywhere to... to yeah, they way. finished tenth, didn't they? Yeah. yeah they I were really talking Champions League. League at one point. Their home form, so their, their away form, I think it was something like their away form in the league, Everton, second best, but their home form is 15th. <laughs> Who were the best, Tilda? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it might have been the red side of Manchester, possibly. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> what is that noise? Can you hear it, or is it just me? No, I, I can hear it. it. I can hear it as well, but I don't understand where it's coming from. <laughs> no. Nor do I. It's, it's peculiar. But anyway, sorry about that, listeners, if it's annoying your your enjoyment of the show, which I'm sure is exceedingly enjoyable with with rick monkey business high on board i mean he always does bring a, an air of uh, star quality to the show i think we'd all agree on that really you know and he's had his hair cut and washed and one thing or another so you know but anyway we've got uh, five minutes to go gentlemen uh aguero we did we did touch on aguero but fancy him missing with that penalty kick when he tried the palenka was he just being a bit too flash then do you think Great, great a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Thorpe will tell you. Um, I say Thorpe will tell you. I don't know if you ever tried a fancy penalty or if you've ever took them, Thorpe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I said that. 
but when they come off they look great don't they but you yeah. just look stupid when the goalkeeper stands there yeah. i only took one penalty that was for uh bristol city in a pre-season tournament and uh thankfully it was a, it was in a penalty shootout and uh straight down the middle thorpe no no i went to the to uh the right and side with a side foot and thankfully it went in but I don't ever want to take one. I do take my hat off to people who take penalties. What, what is there's, that? There's a, what? there's a school of thought with the Penenka, though, that the more tense the situation, the more of an opportunity it is to take one because the goalkeeper will commit himself more. Yeah. And if it's a really important penalty. You've got to have some... I thought it was a pizza. Yeah. So uh, it, it, moving you know, on, it's a really important one. The keeper obviously wants to make a name for himself, so they're not going to just stand there. They're going to make a decision and go. Yeah, for it, and that's the time to to think. Just one other point too. Um, I'm sure he's not listening, but if he happens to be listening, commiserations to Lee Johnson. Um, you know, first of all, they they failed, and I must have been. I really thought they were going to get it. But I wanted to hasten to just to reiterate the point. I've sent him a text just to offer my condolences. But he's not a relation of mine, Tom Hopper, who scored the goal for Lincoln that, <laughs> that put uh, Sunderland out of the playoffs, I'm afraid. So, Lee, he's nothing to do with me, mate. He's not a relation. Uh, purely, purely name. That's all. So if he picks up his phone and he sees a text message from Hopper, He's going to be really, really looking forward to reading that. Yeah, just yeah. taunting him now. He's just yeah. absolutely yeah. taunting him. Leave me alone. What I, what I didn't actually pick up on when I was watching the game, that when Hopper scored, not AD, but Tom Hopper, he, um, I didn't, re- didn't realise that he, he did this at the time, but he actually did an Alan Shearer celebration to taunt the Sunderland fans, which I thought was very ballsy yeah. <laughs> on his part. But, as, um, as hoppers can be very ballsy at times, you know. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> but um, just on Lee Johnson, um, I think that considering he only joined there halfway through the season, he's already won them a trophy with the... Um, Mickey Mouse uh, Cup, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you like. And um, so I think if he had gone up this season, they probably would have been ahead of schedule, even though they are a huge club. I think it will be all about how he does next season with the first full season in charge. Yeah, yep. probably yeah, right. Yeah. Probably right. Yeah, go on, Torpy. Can I add to that? I, I just think that uh, Sunderland Football Club have had a, a terrible demise and they've just gone down monetary-wise, leadership-wise, um, and they've had some big managers there, and they've all failed. Lee Johnson's gone in there, and he's not only won them a trophy, he's brought some stability back to that football club. And to get them from where he was into the playoffs, even in that lower level, I know it's a lower level, is, is a phenomenal achievement because that club was in absolute disarray. So he's brought some positivity back into that football club. And at the end of the day, he's won a trophy. You know, so I compliment him the job he's doing. Is he's doing an amazing job. Then let's get this football club, or you know, back to where it should be. Get some money behind him. Get the fans behind him, and really try and drive this because he is definitely a winner. I think that he's got a top future. I thought he did a great job at Bristol City. He didn't quite get there. I don't want him to be the nearly man, but now he's won a trophy. I think that will bring his career on immensely, and um, he's done a fantastic job. On that point, I'm afraid we're going to have to wipe it up because we've run out of time. So, all I can say is to our super special guest, 
Mr. Rick Hyatt of Monkey Business uh, every uh, Tuesday and Friday at 11.30 on Three Valleys Radio. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. It's worth listening to. Mr. Paul Thorpe, who will uh, hopefully be back in the... Are you back in the commentator's chair on Saturday or not? No, I need to speak to you about that. I believe that uh, Mr. Thorpe has got a family wedding to attend to. Oh, right. Okay. So that means Mr. Russell will be moving in then, hopefully. And... um, uh, Hilda, thank you for joining us as well. You're um, very welcome, sir. That noise is really driving me mad. It reminds me of that song by Bernard Cribbins. Can you hear it? That noise it has been driving me mad all day. Anyway, uh, on that point, I would say don't forget to listen to our four-match commentary of uh, Yeovletown versus Stockport County, the return of the fans and the return of Mr Paddy Madden to Hewish Park. So I'm sure there'll be a few to see Paddy there. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Goodbye. The heart is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room no space You've been listening to I can't believe it Football, bloody hell 